I'm Jason Long, and this is Queer Contemplations. Cold Feet. This is Andrew's story. Like magnets ripped together through fog. Together, as fate always intended. My legs bouncing up and down on the spot. Our hotel mini bar drinks, super expensive. I have a friend that works in a hotel. He told me that there's this reputation of minibar drinks being charged at extortionate prices, so nobody drinks them. But the hotel industry as a whole made them much cheaper to drive sales. But the idea of them being expensive stuck, so they still don't get used. Isn't that interesting? I've already had like three of those little bottles, so I hope they're not expensive. We spent so much money on this wedding. We've been saving for years. No dinners out, no holidays. We didn't even do Christmas presents last year. It's mad, isn't it? It feels like I've been planning forever. It's been so long since the engagement. 18 months, maybe? The first six months were just normal. Then we thought we'd better get cracking. And he left all the planning, decisions, bookings, everything to me. Yup, all me. It's fine now. I've been called a control freak before. And because I've done everything, I know it's going to be a magical day. (laughs) The most magical day of my life, apparently. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, that's what I'm aspiring to. He'll love it. So will I guess. There are all these little surprises during the day to make it ultra-romantic, special, magical and stuff. Five years we've been together. Five wonderful years of commitment and love and happiness. Tomorrow we'll start the rest of our lives together. (laughs) Sorry, that sounded a bit wank. But I'm really swept up in all this. Tomorrow we'll stand up tall in front of our family and friends and do the whole wedding thing and I guess I'll just be a husband forever. Some people think it's weird because we're two men. I'm of a generation that just about remembers when same-sex couples couldn't marry. But I'm young enough for it to feel like the most natural thing in the world for me. The other half's a bit older. He keeps banging on about how great it is that we get the opportunity. All thanks to the people who fought for equality and blah, blah, blah. Nah, 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 that sounded really ungrateful. I recognise how important this is, this all is. But yeah, on a personal level, it's just me marrying the man I love. Get over it. I shouldn't have drank all them drinks before doing this, should I? Sorry. Anyway, the venue's lovely. The food would be great. I've put this band that I love, 
psychedelic rock controversial choice but yeah we like it so yeah <laughs> i arranged a personal gift for each of the guests as well i know they're gonna love it my legs bouncing up and down on the spot i'm sat here on the bed in my hotel room the sun's just gone down i've got a view onto a field beyond that the woods outside everything is calm still but in here it's like there's all this noise like a buzzing if someone else came in they wouldn't hear it but it's like chatter 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 inside my mind cliche warning i feel like a child on christmas eve i can't wait to see everybody including my fiance and to share what i've organized for them all I'm just going to open the window a crack. All this noise needs to escape. We met, as people do nowadays, on an app. He turned up on my doorstep, all horny and handsome and shiny from gym sweat. After that, he just sort of stayed. We've had our ups and downs, obviously. We've both done some stupid stuff and almost reached breaking point a few times, but we've made it here. Oh God, I feel nervous. I think it's just being the centre of attention for a whole day. There's nowhere to hide on your wedding day, I suppose. Everybody's going to want a piece of me. And I'm an introvert. I'm worried about not having my space for my batteries to recharge. I'm going to have to stand up in front of everybody and do the whole thing, then give a speech. It's gonna be so draining, I think. Oh, I hate public speaking. Even in front of all those people who like me, especially in front of them, actually. I've done my speech in the mirror four times. Maybe it'll be okay. Oh. He's just standing up there and talking, being eloquent and, I don't know, stoic. <laughs> Maybe. Like, I don't want to start crying or for my voice to crack or anything. Standing up there, talking about my deepest feelings about another man. I only came out six years ago. I kept all these things secret for so long. Tomorrow I'll be up there burying my soul and it just feels like I'm making myself so vulnerable. Maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know. I don't like that feeling. It feels so weird and, and wrong and I'm getting all worked up about it now. Just gonna have this last bit of vodka. The rest of my life is a long time. I hope anyway. It's strange to think I'll never go on another first date. I'll never have sex with another man. I'll never fall in love again. No, that gives the wrong impression. I didn't mean to be whatever. Of course I'll be happy with my husband. And what's going to change really? We've lived together for ages, we've been monogamous. 
for being happy practically nothing will change it's just an unnerving thought a thought that only reoccurred to me tonight in a hotel on my own after a few tiny bottles of booze I think I've been so busy getting everything ready that I've had no time to stop until now is this normal? must be he's probably in the other room feeling the same thing I want to go to see him because I know it'll make me feel better but for some reason we have to do all these traditions so I'm not allowed to see him uh, that's my intelligent boyfriend for you I feel things too deeply I really do it's my floor I don't want to rock the boat I'm not sure if I'm going to let you share this with anyone this recording it's just between me and my phone that's why I'm doing this that's why I agreed to do it I knew I'd had to get things off my chest but I don't think I want anyone to hear this this is it now I'm committed and tomorrow I'll be somebody's husband seems very grown up I didn't ever think I'd meet someone I'd like enough to marry I wasn't even sure I'd marry him nothing seemed real until well until just now but it's what people do it's what's expected it's expected now people have expected it quite rightly since we've got engaged of course people have their coping strategies my fiance knows I need a lot of time to myself and he respects that he knows if I tell him I need a bit of me time he'll give me the space I need but why am I even talking about coping strategies coping strategies for a married life <laughs> I'm just going to close the window it's a bit chilly what's wrong with me why is this all coming to me now this isn't constructive why do I always think about the negative marriage will be good for me It'll force me to grow up, to settle down. It feels like a, the final piece of a really big puzzle. It's a bit like the last of my basic needs are being met. And now I can really start to thrive. Does that make any sense? This will all stop me wondering what might have been. What might have been? Hmm. I came close to all this once before, you know. But that relationship was toxic. I think now because it was toxic that it all stayed with me. Now because it was all broken that rarely a day goes by without me thinking about it. That, I think, is what I tell myself. To, but really, I suppose I always thought that somehow, someday, we'd end up back together. 
but perhaps it wasn't meant to be. Perhaps one day we will. Who knows? He's married now. Lives in Europe with his wife. I know, right? <laughs> he stayed friends with me on social media, though. I've always wondered. If I were wildly successful. If I made enough noise. Maybe he'd notice me. He'd notice me without me having to contact him. He'd just be aware of me and he'd know that I was happy and stable and deserved him. Then he'd get in touch. He'd chase me and I'd be there. Like magnets ripped together through fog, across oceans, over mountains and colliding with an almighty metallic crash. Leaving devastation in our wake, but together as fate always intended. No, that's a terrible thing to think. My fiancé isn't my second choice. He's not a consolation prize. He's just different. He's steadier. He's the type of man you'd agree to spend the rest of your life with. Because monotony doesn't seem so scary when you're with a man who does it so well. It's just cold feet. Just like everyone else feels. So, tomorrow will be the day I tell the man I love. I'll be by his side until the day we die. And until then, I'll do everything I can to make him happy. Because I love him. I just didn't realise how complicated love is. In the end, when all is said and done, when you finally make that commitment to somebody else, that's not love. That's not what love is. Saying those vows isn't love. It's the action and the work that goes into it making it work forever. That's love. Andrew is played by Akon Wanless. Thanks, Akon. For more information on this episode, please visit longstoriesmedia.com. Thanks for listening. Next week in Queer Contemplations. Somebody's doing all right for themselves, I thought. You know what I'm like after a few tequilas. Don't leave me alone. What am I going to do? Have you go? In these last hours, I want to thank you.